It wasn't on the boat. It wasn't on the USS Hornet. However, it was dockside right next to where the USS Hornet was docked. Sick. So there's the ring set up and it's got the aircraft carrier carrier in the background. And I got to admit, it, it looked kind of sick. It was kind of like the back of like Guile's Street Fighter 2 oh, scene. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> where you're on a military base and then you're fighting. So it looked cool. This was Legend Promotions last Saturday. And our guy, Matt, repping our team, Omega Martial Arts, um, won his pro debut. Uh, it was kind of under some weird circumstances. Yeah, please, so it was a four-round fight. Please explain. Yeah, yeah. So four-round fight. And I'm going to jump to the end here. So... It's going to go to a decision and the announcer announces winner by majority decision. And he, and he announces the other corner. He announces oh. our opponent's hmm. name. So me, I'm, I'm thinking, look, let's keep it classy. I go over there. I congratulate our opponent. I congratulate our opposing coach. I walk <sighs> Matt to the ringside uh, medical table to get checked out. He's sitting down, getting checked out. We're kind of just wondering, it's like, wow, that was weird because it really felt like Matt won that fight. And then two minutes later, they're calling us back to the ring saying, hey, get back in the ring. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. What mistake are you talking about? Essentially, it just comes down to the announcer read the wrong name. And I'm like, what? What like, the fuck? How, how do you do that? Because the California State Athletic Commission official ringside gave me the scorecard yeah. and I looked at it and it, like everything said Matt, like Matt's name is circled twice and they even wrote Matt's name at the bottom as the winner. Yeah. But so then, we're like wondering how the announcer like read the other person's name and the other person quarter color as the winner. So the run joke that night, Sean, was that congratulations in pro debut you lost and you won at the same time <laughs> so you got to experience both emotions so in your pro fight you went for <laughs> for your pro fight you went one and one <laughs> that's incredible so but in real talk it's so incredible but see you know what's so funny i felt so bad not just for matt but i felt bad for our opponent because because oh, he thought he won shout out to <laughs> He thought he won. He flew all the way, dude. He flew all the way out from Atlanta Fuck. to take this fight. Um, and so, can you imagine? Like, you're probably feeling like California screwed you. you uh, know yeah, what yeah. Um, Never fighting though, there again. I thought we, even though I thought like we clearly won, but so we like I I, I end up going up to to him and apologizing and dude, I'm sorry about that mix up. Like, um, who's the fucking I, announcer, really dude? 
I, I'm not going to out them, but in any case, uh, our announce, our opponent, Jacob from Bangkok boxing in Atlanta, super classy guy, a real true professional. He didn't make a big, he didn't make a big deal out of it. Um, he didn't make a bunch of noise about it. So uh, really, lost. really classy, mm. really, really, uh, showed prof- a professional attitude. But in any case, we are very happy with Matt's performance. He really showed the growth in his technique and and really solidified, at least for me and Coach Armando in our eyes as coaches, that he belongs in at the pro level. Nice. So we're super happy for him. And it also happened to be on his wife's birthday. So happy birthday to Britannia, his wife, uh, Matt got you a pro win and a pro loss on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we were very happy for that. So congratulations to Matt. And also, you know, on a side, uh, congratulations to um, our golden pizza student, uh, Nathan Close. He got two uh, matches for the Point Muay Thai uh, portion of the event early in the afternoon. He went twice, won his first one, lost a decision in three rounds in his second one, but he showed real growth in his technique too. So we're really proud of, of Nathan. Shout out to coach Rocky, shout out to coach Scott who helped him get ready for this one. Hey, and also congrats. shout out to two of uh, Raymond Valetti's uh, students from Grind Ambition. You guys know Raymond Valetti is one of our fighters for Omega Martial Arts, but he has his own group of young kids that he gets ready. Um, they did their point Muay Thai matches. So shout out to Gavin, shout out to Sam of Grind Ambition under Coach Ray. Uh, they did some work on Saturday as well. So it was a overall good, a good event. I got to say, as it got to about five thirty six o'clock, shit started getting kind of cold out there because we were next to the water, Sean. Uh, <laughs> so everyone's warming up underneath blankets and wearing their hoodies and shit. But uh but it was a good time. And so we were, we were stoked with the result. We were stoked with the performance. Um, Matt and his opponent showed some beautiful Muay Thai, I feel. And it was a good showing. It was a good pro fight. So thank you to Legends Promotions. Thank you to Dennis Warner of WCK uh, doing the matchmaking for the pro portion of the bout. And so hopefully we could get Matt another fight before the end of the year nice. and, and round it out. So, so that was our, that was my weekend, man. So that, that was a good time. That was a good time. Super happy about that. Dude, that's amazing. How was your week? Thank you. Thank you. How was your week been, man? Oh, it's been okay. Uh, did some training. Uh, weekend was okay. It was just super chill, but, uh, uh, you know, Monday did some jujitsu, uh, kind of taking it easy this week only cause, uh, we're going to be making a move to South city. So we're going to be moving, uh, studios again. So we're, we're just going to have to, Oh man. Okay. Uh, just grind it out cause we're supposed to be out of here by the end of the month. So, uh, big things over there. We'll have oh, some man. fiber internet. Come on now. And, um, oh shit. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's, uh, get, let's get, go get ready for the podcast sound quality to go up by 0.06%. Oh, <laughs> by <yeah>. negative 0.06%. Hey bro. Like uh, I've been thinking about like making the jump to fiber internet. So do it, um, dude. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. Do uh, it. But, uh, so I guess you're going to be practicing your jujitsu grips on all the moving boxes and shit. Well, no, we're going to hire Next some people because moving hey, there sucks, you go. Man. I moved six Mo- months ago, man. And it, it, 
I fucking hate it. But I mean, still in that whole mental state. So let's just go. Hey, but oh, Sean's really on the grind, though, because you're handling a move. Plus, yeah. you're getting ready to do Jiu-Jitsu World League next month. Yes. Uh, how's that training going again? It's good. I'm actually on weight right now. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, maybe hopefully I can maintain it until the 11th, but we'll see. Can I, um, not hopefully your opponents aren't <laughs> listening to this, but what are you walking around at? Um, 68 right now. 168 of yeah, pure full. manly muscle. 68 yeah. full. Dicks full. Balls full. It's all, it's all in his testicles, folks. <laughs> Oh man, that's a uh, John's favorite top position: north south. North south. Oh. Spread eagle. Tea bag submission. Tea bag submission. Tea bag. He's gonna He's gonna do compression choke on you, like with my balls. Like sink his crotch over your over your mouth and nose. Uh, it's gonna be Get called the ball gargler. Uh, God, where are yeah, we going? So beware, where are we? all you fellow. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking jujitsu. Isn't this how jujitsu people talk? I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I messed up. I had him in North Sound. My dick was all over his face, like that. Hey, fair warning, guys. When you tapped into this podcast, there's an explicit warning on, <laughs> on like at least the Apple part of it and on Spotify. So this is explicit content. You were warned before you tapped yeah. in, y'all. So just just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride with us, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, Shot. So like I was just thinking about this because, you know, we're going to recap the UFC from last weekend. Yeah. But let's say you're you're in an MMA fight. Okay. Okay. Would you rather go into a fight with a broken hand or a fucked up ankle? Like you're limping oh, around. Man, like what would you rather one. continue a fight with a broken hand or like a fucked up ankle? Like it's like oh. pretty sprained. You could still stand, but like you're not hopping around. I think I'd go with a fucked up hand uh, only because you still have options with the elbow. Should you get it all cut? Uh, Close and whatnot. And I think you can still mm, almost grapple mm. with a messed up hand. You can't really grapple with a mm. messed up ankle and you can't really move with a messed up ankle. So it's, oh okay. man, ankles, I, I feel like once you lose your ankle, you just lose all sorts of mobility and, and you're just not as explosive as you would be. What about you? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say like, I almost think like, so you make a lot of sense because with a broken hand, you could still throw your elbows and you still yeah. have your foot mobility. But there's a part of me that kind of feels like, like I know how I would handle the pain of a fucked up ankle or as a hand. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would be able to hide how much I'm fucking hurting with a broken hand. You know what That's I mean? That's true, yeah. Whereas like, I feel like I, I'd almost be able to hide how fucked up my ankle is and work around it. But you're right. That would, that would mess up with your mobility. Well, let me ask you this now. Sure. Let's say you're an MMA judge. Sure. Okay. And there's two fighters. Fighter A has got the broken hand okay. and he's really showing it. Like he's like holding his, like, uh, let's say it's a broken forearm. Let's say okay. a broken forearm. Ooh. So it's like, he's like, the arms like dangling. Uh. Right. He's like really like, like favoring it. But fighter B has like a really fucked up knee. It's oh. pretty obvious he's limping around. So who do you think is losing more? 
<laughs> as an MMA judge, the guy who's got like the arm dangling to the side or the guy who's like barely standing. He's like barely walking in a fighting stance. Like I think you're it, an MMA judge who, who's losing that, Sean. I think it looks worse when you're hobbling around and you're like not able to move. I think you just look like a wounded animal. Whereas mm, if mm. you still have your legs you can it you can really never tell that the guy's hand was broken unless he was grabbing it or unless he was wincing in pain every time he threw it you know and the okay, thing but is what if the what, what if the guy is like holding his arm while he's moving around <laughs> you know what i mean he's like he's holding yeah. his arm he's like, like it's oh, broken fuck. but he's moving uh, his arm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that still looks fucked. That looks fucked up. Still, that looks still, like a wounded animal too. He can still kind of throw a kick though. Ah, so. you, you got a point. You do have a still point. I think I, I, you know, I think I, I think you changed my mind. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh man. Yeah. I, I guess I would rather have like a fucked up arm than a fucked up leg. God damn. Yeah. This, this, or, this, <laughs> that was a good that was a good Jesus uh, Christ. that was a good scenario but, oh um, but speak yeah you know I wonder like if you're a fucking judge and like I guess it depends like what what would you rather be who would you rather be <laughs> I know who would you rather <laughs> I be I guess I'd rather be fucked up <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean, dude speaking of how brutal the sport is I guess we gotta talk about what happened for the future oh, of UFC 295 you know the big fight for UFC 295 was, was supposed to be John Jones <sighs> defending his heavyweight title against Stipe Miocic uh, there's been footage that's been released of John Jones doing some wrestling in his training and he tore his pec Damn. and so now the fight with John Jones against Stipe Miocic is out and it'll be um, replaced by an interim heavyweight Championship fight between Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall. Can you believe uh, that? But the main event has been changed to Yuri Prochaska versus Alex Pereira for the light heavyweight what title. What the fuck, right? Um, so, like, I mean, we got to talk about this. This, like, that's so John Jones is going to be out for at least like eight months. Yeah, and it's probably going to be even longer. Probably. You know, because the, the yeah. guy ain't young yeah. anymore. You're recovering from a torn pec. Wow. What was your, like, what the fuck? The torn pec. Have you ever had a torn pec, Sean? I've, I felt like I've had. <laughs> I don't think it's, it, <laughs> it was ever torn. But, uh, dude, that's that's a big deal. Because if you think about it, the only real way for him to come back real quick is to probably get out, get out of the testing pool. Uh, maybe do a little bit of. <laughs> and then uh come back into the testing pool and by the way that whistling sound you heard is the sound of someone doing steroids so that's what the translation is <laughs> you're taking an idea oh my god yeah. oh my god but but well i mean so when you heard about what was your reaction you heard about pavlovich versus Osmanov? i think that's a good right I think it's like, a great. Are you excited fight. about that? Yeah, I think it's a great fight. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it's funny how they just straight demoted them to. Uh, they kind of just demoted them down to like the co-main because they they I don't know I guess they didn't have. Well, enough. I mean they're not a big name like they're not a big name as John yeah. Jones and Stipe, so it it makes sense. But and you also you can't hold up the heavyweight division, so here you go. Yeah. Um, Who wins that fight though? So a bit. It's so. Ah, dude, I got I think I'm going to go with Pavlovich. But <laughs> oh. Aspinall's been looking good too. Who do you got? Yeah, I got Pavlovich also. He's, 
you know. Yeah. He's too, he's but Aspinall definitely has a path to win. Definitely. Because he moves really well for a heavyweight. Yeah. He, he moves know, like a welterweight. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got, he's very like um, quick. Um, but Pavlovich is so strong. And also he's got more, I, like, like what you like to say, Sean, a more ways to win. He's, he's danger, more dangerous and more places in the MMA context. Yeah. So I'll still tune in to watch that. I mean, but I do feel like, damn, that sucks. I mean, okay. He heals up, but by that time you're thinking like late 2024. Yeah. Do people still give a shit about watching John Jones versus Stephen Miocic? No, I think he's probably going to have to fight the, the interim. He has to fight the interim. Yeah. The interim title holder. Yeah. But is that where the money is? Of course. Okay. I don't think All they'll right. give, I mean, Miocic, I mean, I, I feel like this fight would have been huge only because Jones is coming back and like the Miocic is, you know, he just, he's coming off a loss anyway, you know? Mm, mm. So no, that's we'll an point. But that, yeah, but that was like the big news, and it's kind of interesting because you could tell it was like super important news because not only did they just announce like Jones got hurt, but here's the video footage to prove it. Yeah, to kind of uh, I don't know if, if it's just to dispel any kind of sus suspicions people might have. You I know believe what I, mean? it, I believe <laughs> it right of off like, the bat because of that. Yeah. It, it definitely adds credence to it. And I wonder if it's because if they didn't have that video, oh, do you think people would have been like, show. oh, they canceled it because Jones is back onto cocaine and <laughs> it's just like some other bullshit happened. They're just covering his ass. Or he just needs but, to yeah, cycle I, off for a little bit, you know, a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> cycle off. <laughs> like, <laughs> Again, just a reminder that whistling sound is steroids being used. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's not coming out of my system uh, quick enough. I gotta chill real quick. I just, put, <laughs> yeah. I gotta tear my. We need pad. to give him a few more months to, yeah. to, to cycle to off the steroids. <laughs> that's what I would do. You know, it, it, I mean, that's if you did steroids. We're not saying <laughs> that Sean does steroids, guys. Okay, so but I will when I'm fifty. <laughs> just it, look, let me tell you something. Okay, if you could afford it and you had like a a, a prescription. Like, um, a doctor that could be fucking a doctor like, in Chile. You. A doctor. It has to be a doctor in Chile. Okay. <laughs> or San Jose. No, I'm just kidding. So if you guys see Sean on the jujitsu match and all of a sudden like he's I'm got wild jacked. acne and back knee and just can't control his temper, you know why. And I'm in the uh, you know why. absolute division win like <laughs> <He's> 208. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Sean was 168 like, a wait, month ago. Why is he 210 like, pounds minute. today? <laughs> that's not, that's not creatine. This is absolutely suspicious. This yeah. is completely suspicious. Hey, what, hey, did you hear about that? Uh, Pettis versus uh, Ben Henderson three at karate combat. Yeah. Dude, that dude, sounds kind of Under nice. karate combat rules. That, dude, karate combat is actually like pretty nice, fun, dude. Karate combat's fun to watch. Yeah. The rules are like different. It, it it encourages fast, explosive striking. Um uh and you know, people kind of forget like both Benson Henderson and uh Pettis have uh extensive taekwondo backgrounds. Um so this might be like a really exciting kick fight between the two. I agree. Uh, who who do you have for that? Who do, who do you think is gonna win that? You know, I feel like Pettis 
probably hasn't really been practicing his kicks lately. He's he's looking a little he's looking a little thick. <laughs> he's looking a little thick. Oh, oh, he's probably okay. uh, Just enjoying uh, enjoying old age a little more. Yeah, he's enjoying you know the fruits of his labor, but for him to still kind of be fighting, kind of you know what's the deal with that? But uh, Ben Henderson, he's always been that flexible guy, and he kind of shows in this fight and more active as well. So um, I'm mm-hmm. going to give it to Henderson. I think that there's a mental block when it comes to uh, Anthony Pettis. When it, uh, when, whenever Henderson faces Pettis, there's like a mental block that happens. So I think there's just something that Pettis has over Henderson. Ooh, that's a good so point. I'm going to go with Pettis. Oh, and I, and I honestly, I just kind of think like when it comes to the kicking oh. game, which karate combat, like Encourages. rewards yeah. in terms of their scoring. Like, I just think like Pettis has like, it's just more dynamic and has a little bit more in the bag. And you've seen the karate combat pit that they fight yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine fucking like Pettis running up on the side of that pit and doing <laughs> flying <laughs> kicks off of that shit? I, that's too. just going to be fun, man. I might tap in to watch that shit. I haven't watched like a lot of their matches lately, but I might tap in to watch that. Dude, it's, pr- so I've seen excited. some, I've seen oh, some recent a- stuff. It, it looked pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that people are putting, it's uh, pulling off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and cool. the, the it, it really rewards like hyper athleticism and dynamic uh, uh, offensive approaches. So yeah, karate combat, and so I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it, dude. I'm a sucker uh, for a freaking you axe kick, though, you man. I want to see like a fucking straight you know, axe you, kick KO. You know, can I tell you? I mean, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think that's actually a kick that Benson Henderson's actually very good at. Really? Let's see and if that, that comes out, man. Like a number of times in MMA. Yeah. So you shit, you're gonna see that. So we should cover that. That'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, see, see, now that you said axe kick, I might change my my pick. Maybe I'll go with Henderson because maybe you're right. Maybe Henderson's just, just like in better fat. condition for for a fight like that. No. Nah, but I want to see Pettis do some fucking wild shit though. I want to see Pettis do some like jump spinning heel kick off of the wall. Do jump they, back kick. Do they wear rash guards or are they topless when they, uh, they're, they're, uh, they wear, uh, karate gi pants. They were topless. And actually they recently changed the glove. It's like, a. it's, it's like, like an MMA it's like glove a, now. It's, like I think it's even glove. smaller than an MMA glove. No. Like I, like, I think it's like two ounces or something like that. Like an MMA glove is like four ounces. I think they use like a two ounce glove. Um, no it's like, way. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I think they recently changed it. Dude, I seen some dude getting his ass beat on the floor. So I think once you, if you could take him down, I think when you, and you posture up, you could punch for a few seconds and then yes, like, that's right. Right. Yes. Can that's someone correct. help us out with the rules, please? Like, yeah, I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, anyone that knows the rules, hit us up on our uh, socials, you know. Yeah. I, one of the rules that's interesting, Sean, is that you can kick to the leg, but only below the knee. So you're not allowed to do like round kicks to the thigh, oh, but you, you're allowed to like calf half kick. kick. Yeah. Because they, because they're also, because they want to encourage like foot sweeps. You know what I mean? So but they still um, wear like shin guard. in a lot of. No, no. So no shin guards, no instep protection. Yeah. So it's like, these are fucking tough motherfuckers, oh, man. Shit. In karate combat. So like, it's a, it's, it's exciting to watch. It's I'm exciting to watch. I'm wondering what percentage is Kyokushin experts. I imagine there's just a, there's a big percentage of it because, uh, that's a more well, combat you know, centric type karate, right? Well, you know, the full contact Kyokushin Kai is pretty prolific 
but even Kyokushin Kai uh, tournaments welcome other karate styles into their tournaments, but you just have to fight under that rule set. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, that's a good question though, Sean. That's a good question. I, I'd be, I'd be curious to see those numbers as well, yeah. but um, you know, let's tune in and like watch that shit. Yeah. I'd, I'd that, love to see that. Were you able to watch a UFC 294 last weekend? Yeah, man. It was kind of controversial in a few ways. We'll get into that, I guess. Like uh, before we go into it, like well, how would you rate the card? Would, yeah. it, would you say like action wise, like a B minus or, you know, what would you say? there was a lot of names that I didn't know. I, I would probably wouldn't have wanted to pay for it, but only because also they salvaged <laughs> the card. I, you know, I streamed it, but you know, it, 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 I think the fact that Volk kind of sort of saved the card. Actually, no, I'd say not Volk did. Maybe not Volk, but I'd say like Usman kind of saved the, I, the card. I think him and Usman both yeah. kind of in conjunction together by stepping in like on less than two weeks notice helped save yeah. the card. I think that I in its own sold it. Yeah, that sold it right there for me. Like I had to watch it. So I, I, I mean, the card was a little tough. I think, uh, there's a lot of talent, especially in the beginning of the, uh, prelims and stuff like that. And there were some compelling fights there as well, but just the fact that the judging was terrible, not the judging, but like the, the, the doctor was a fucking klutz and we'll get into that. But yeah, the main you know, event. It, it's one of those, it's, it's interesting you say that because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was news that you know, the UFC and USADA, the drug testing agency are parting ways. Yeah. And so this event took place on Yas Island at the United Arab Emirates. So when they put these events on, the UFC does all the regulation themselves. So they're the ones that hire out the doctors. They hire out all the people in the corner and whatnot. And so it did have a little bit of that shit show feeling to <laughs> yeah, it yeah, because it like there was no athletic commission that was involved, which is really kind of shocking with a billion dollar company like the UFC. Uh, <laughs> so, like, so you're not wrong to point out how weird it kind of all felt, Sean, because yeah. I don't think you're the only one that felt that it was weird, you know? Yeah. But also, I mean, great fights. A lot of them went to distance, but there was a lot of action. I mean, the, the main event, you want to start with the main event? The main event was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my question, so, I'm going to ask you a question and okay, this is okay. kind of like my thing is remember so just, I, just before you ask that question, we're talking yeah. about Islam Makachev defending his lightweight title against the featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. And Volkanovski gets knocked out in the first round by yeah. Islam. So it was set up by a head kick. Um, and then he grounded and pounded him out. Um, yeah. So Islam, you know, undisputed lightweight champion. So what's your question, Sean? My question is, do you think Alex probably took this for, uh, obviously it was probably for the money, but um, do you think he really thought he was going to be able to pull this off? Even though, you know, he even admitted that he, you know, wasn't, really up to par with his training and whatnot. And, um, you know, him, and it kinda, was short notice. It was super short notice and whatnot, but I mean, I know he was there to save the day, but there was also other names that got thrown in the hat and some people, uh, kind of that agreed Justin to Poirier. it. And, yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and the thing is, you know, he took the fight on super short notice. And when we were talking about it, we didn't know what was going to happen. I even picked Volk just for the hell of it. But then in my heart, I knew Islam was going to win. But for him to lose this way, remember I was mentioning that, you know, win or lose, Alex was going to win 
no matter what. But, but to lose this but to way. Lose that way. And that's the point you brought up last week was, yeah. um, if he loses this way, what happens? So I want to mm-hmm. ask you what happens to Volk? It's, it's hard because I think Volkanovsky's come out and says, said, you know, he wants to be busy in the post event press conference. He talked about struggles with mental health, you know, as a, as a fighter, if you're not active, at least from his point of view, you know, he's in his head a lot. So when you don't have a goal, you don't have a thing to fight towards. If you're not active, he was really struggling with not having a fight. So in a way taking this fight was his way of trying to cope with those type of feelings. And so he probably talked himself up just, you know, like fighters tell themselves stories all the time to kind of, you know, build up that confidence that they can take on the world. They could, they could overcome any kind of adversity. They could overcome any type of, you know, size disadvantage, athletic disadvantage, training disadvantage. Oh, of course I could win on 10 days notice. You know, that's a championship mentality. Um, But it's really hard. He says he wants to fight in January, but after taking a head kick knockout like that, and then getting pounded out like that. I don't think jumping right back in there in less than three months is the smartest thing to do, especially after you did not have like a full camp going into this one. You're going to need some recovery after getting knocked out. Like I wouldn't like look at something until it's like maybe March or April. If I were Alexander Volkanovsky, I would wait that long also. So that way the image of him being knocked out kind of leaves the public's mind a little bit because if you jump in too soon people are still thinking about you getting fucking like knocked out by islam you know what i mean people that's still gonna be in people's head you're yes you're the featherweight champion but people are gonna be like well you know he's the featherweight champion he just got knocked out a couple months ago give it some time let people forget about it a little bit mma fans have short memories you know go into the spring when people have kind of forgotten about the knockout and you could come in fresh, you've healed up and you're, and people will first see you as the undisputed featherweight champion and not the guy who just got knocked out because you tried to be the lightweight champion. Yeah. I agree with that. I I also feel like maybe some time off would kind of give him a reset, maybe heal from his injuries or like heal Mm -hmm. from anything else. And at that point, you know, there could be like an interim uh, featherweight division thing. So, it, you know, featherweight's been so, you know, Volk centric where it's like no one could beat Volk. No one could beat Volk. And it, and it mm-hmm. kind of went stale a little bit, if you if you ask me, um, mm-hmm. even though he did get beat here, it, you know, it really doesn't like tarnish anything for his legacy. It obviously doesn't mean that he should be going up to lightweight anymore. And but like what you were saying, there's fights in still in fe- featherweight that are still very compelling. Like the Ilya Toporia thing uh, will probably pull through, but like, like what we were saying, I think he should probably take some, take this time to maybe like skip that fight, maybe have him fight Max for a, a interim title. And then maybe that's when Max or Ilya can shake up the division. And now he's invig- reinvigorated. And then now he's getting a full training camp and now he's back to normal. And by that time, everyone forgot mm. about him getting kicked in the face. And did, here's another thing I want to bring up. They're, they were doing the slow-mos on uh, when he was, uh, you know, it was a very short fight anyway, but Islam was throwing, yeah. you know, kicks. And um, Alex, for some reason, maybe he just wasn't 
you know, used to it yet, but uh, there was a point where when he got kicked in the head, he was moving his body back instead of his, he kind of twitched at his waist. So he was probably expecting like a leg or like a body kick or something like that, but that mm-hmm. it ended up mm-hmm. going high. He gets kicked, he goes down. And did you see when, uh, I guess Volk was trying to cover up or he was going down, Islam shelved uh, Volkanovsky's face on 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 his own knee, so he could keep hitting him in the face, dude. Yeah, I mean that's oh my fucking high level MMA gamesmanship right there. Crazy, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's that's. Damn. I mean, yeah. So I, I just, I mean, you you just, you running that play by play, I think, just reinforces to me the idea that Volk should take a little time off. Agreed. You know, I mean, you you deserve that as well. So now, who's next for Islam? He's the, he's the undisputed lightweight champion. There are people making arguments that perhaps right now he should be ranked as pound for pound number one, especially since John Jones is injured and he'll be out for a while. There's, you know, if, you know, first person who gets a crack should be Oliveira, correct? Charles Oliveira? Who knows? I wonder. Yeah, I want to ask you about, I want to ask you about Oliveira also, though. Like, uh, you know, there were some rumors going around saying that he didn't want to fight in, in, uh, in, on Yas oh, Island. Oh, the UAE? Yeah, and that, like, the cut oh, probably happened okay. way earlier, and they just kind of held off on it until the very last minute. But, um, hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that fight. I think... Uh, really? I don't you know. You want to see that rematch? I kind of want to see... I want to. I kind of want to see Gaethje, like, get a shot at Islam. And I know that, you know... Ooh, Islam is Justin Gaethje. Okay, he's like a you know he's a Khabib's he's a he's Khabib's like one of Khabib's proteges, and um, people have to forget that you know Khabib did beat Gaethje, but then Islam's a totally different fighter, totally different striker, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I just feel like it would be a really good matchup, especially now that he has a BMF title and whatnot, and um, there's there's not many other exciting fights to make i think that would sell like crazy too i don't know where they would have it whether it's like in vegas or is they they all of a sudden go back to like some sort of like middle eastern island or something like that it'd be crazy what about you man, you, man you, I, what do you I, think about I that want, i was excited about the Oliveira matchup with islam because i just wanted to see what what is charles Oliveira going to change about his approach good point and i still want to see i still want to see that I still want to see that. I think in some of these big type of fights, Justin Gaethje is just not there yeah. yet. Yeah, not there. Or any, or maybe he never will get there. Um, you know, there are some fighters that as high levels they're able to reach, sometimes that championship level is the ceiling, like right there. You know, they just can't broach that. Um, so I'm, I, 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 I would want to see the Oliveira fight. Yeah. I'd want to see that before I saw Islam fight Gaethje. I think that's a good story right there. But I, I want to see Islam and Oliveira. I want, you know, Oliveira has shown in his history, his ability to come back after losses and go on a hell of a run. I want to see him try that again against what some people are saying is the pound for pound uh, number one in Islam Makachev. Uh, so that, that's my feeling on it. I, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. could be completely full of shit, but, but who knows? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a fucking shut up white belt. Uh, because in the co-main event, which was fought at middleweight, uh, Hamzat Shemaev wins a majority decision against 
the former welterweight champion Kamaru Usman, Usman's first fight at middleweight here in the UFC. Uh, I'm just going to give myself a shut up white belt because I thought Usman, I think, was going to get kind of smoked, but he made a fucking fight out of it, John. Yeah, dude. Uh, did you see the same thing I saw? Yeah, I feel like people forget what uh, Kamaru was. I mean, he was pound for pound, number one at one point, you know, one of the great welterweight champions with a long, you know, list of defenses and a long list of people he's fought as well. So um, people forget his accolades and people think that just because he has, he has lost two to Leon Edwards and one like way back when it's like, you know, they think he's trash, but that first round, you know, people, I mean, it was kind of weird how he almost some got people, put away in that yeah, first yeah. round. And he almost got put away in the some first people round. even gave a 10, eight. And I kind of agree with that. Maybe if like, it wasn't a 10, eight, maybe he would have won the fight, but um. I think he looked good in those last two rounds though. Not going to lie. And, and, and it's also going to be a matter of, you know, him being super tough and, you know, credit to uh, Jemayev because people are giving him shit about his performance. Like saying that he should have beat Kamaru Usman. It's like, how the fuck are you supposed to beat the former pound for pound number one fucking guy? You know, there's, there's just no strategy, you know? Now it it was revealed that later that Jemayev, uh, broke his hand in the exactly, first round, yeah, so that might see? be an explanation for why his second and third round weren't so weren't so great. Yeah. Um, wasn't so great. Excuse me for my bad grammar. Sorry, kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but do you like? Interestingly enough, you know, even though he won, and he won against a former pound for pound great in Kamaru Usman, does the fact that he didn't absolutely dominate throughout all three rounds kind of hurt Chemayev's case for being next in line for a middleweight title fight against Sean Strickland. I think so. If it would have been totally different if he, you know, if he did the same exact thing that he did to say like Paul Costa, I think it would be like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's ready. Maybe he's not. But I still think um, maybe Drikas gets a shot way before he does. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about Drikas Duplessis. Yeah. Even though you're Drikas the one, is kind you're of the fucked. one who first one to put me on game about him, so yeah. Can't but we'll see that. what happens with that guy. But I wonder, like, what the betting odds were for Usman to see all three rounds, oh, man. and if anyone got paid out for that. Probably because I mean, again, Usman again took this on like what twelve days notice. Yeah, I mean, moved up in weight. Um, and I, I don't know. There's like, do you think Usman stays at middleweight? Like, I, I know Whitaker wants to fight him. Really? That's a good fight. That's what because I heard. Remember, Whitaker was a welterweight, so they, yeah, they would yeah, actually yeah. match so up they, pretty be like good. Two small middleweights going up against yeah, each other. Yeah, that's a kind of compelling. Fight. Um, so if you feel like at middleweight that Drikas Duplessis maybe gets the first shot at Sean Strickland, the um. Is it just a case of Chemayev waiting to heal his hand before he gets a title shot? Or is there someone else in mind that you think at middleweight would be an interesting fight? Uh, just wait for costs get healed up and then make that fight happen? Good luck. I mean, it's going to be tough, especially with this guy. I think it, the, the fight was just a little bit easier to make because it was also on Yaz Island. And I mean, every time they try to bring him stateside, there's always some issue visas or like some other shit. So, I mean, that's part of been what the whole problem was in the past anyway, because he just couldn't get stateside. Mm-hmm. So that kind of yeah. like stopped yeah. his trajectory uh, like a bunch. So let's see if he can even get a fight yes. out here. 
Yeah, so stay tuned to that. Doesn't fight. Uh, doesn't fight much should... though, right? What's up? He does, he really doesn't fight much though. If you really think about mm, it, no, no, you know you got a point. He's not as busy as some other fighters. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see how that kind of unfolds right there. Uh, I think one of the fights here that uh, came um, that was on the main card is just a great reminder uh, to all of us that maybe actively spar to. Wear a really good quality groin protector. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I am talking about, uh, <laughs> which one am I talking about, Sean? Malgobet Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. <laughs> no, 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 that's not the, that's no, not that's the a, ball. That's not that's the one. Not the ball which one am I talking about? You're talking, about, talking about the, uh, the, it's, it's right here. The Mike Breeden. Oh no, no, not that one. Uh, the Javid Basharat, Victor Henry fight. Yes, that's one. Fuck. That's one. I'm sorry. I'm like mixing up all my fights, okay. guys. As you can see, I'm like I'm very um, professional at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the only takeaway I could get, get from that one, uh, 15 seconds into round two, is uh, freaking uh, invest in a good cup. I'll just say that <laughs> invest in a good uh, groin protector. Do you think people should just start wearing tie cups uh, <laughs> because those things are I know you, the best ones? You uh, BJJ guys don't know what I'm talking about, but what were you saying, Sean? I, I couldn't catch that. Do you think? Do you think that um, people should just should start wearing the fucking old twins metal fucking uh, Muay Thai cup, the one with the shoelaces that go around your waist and right down your ass crack? Dude, there are some other cups out there that have these systems that are similarly built in. So if you don't want like the shoelace that that's like a G string, there's other <laughs> options out there. I feel like some people are still going into pro fights wearing like thirty dollar jock straps oh, no. with like the football, ten dollar plastic jock cup straps. protector. I mean, you can <laughs> fucking protect your shit, guys. Jesus Christ, um, dude. I know, like it, for some of you guys with like tremendous testicles and shafts that go on for days feel like they're uncomfortable but please like protect your shit yeah <laughs> dude it's, it's unfortunate though he i mean apparently that dude had to go to a hospital and get his shit like x-rayed or something yeah apparently like his testicles like hella fucking swelled up and did you oh. see that the doctor was like telling him was like you didn't get hit in the groin oh my, like, dude, that, that like, fucking guy dude that yeah that fucking that guy that that Dr. Cage side was not it, Sean. That dude was like, that guy's not a fucking it. idiot. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he, because remember, because, he fucked up the other fight too. Remember the, yeah, uh, then he, he, he was the one Johnny who fucked Walker up Ankalaya versus Johnny yeah. Walker, correct? So he, like, remember, that was uh, the fight I was talking here's about. Here's some sorry. context Magomed and uh, Johnny Walker in a uh, grappling mat, I mean, a grappling exchange. And Johnny Walker was clearly down on, uh, weight bearing and structural um, hands and knees and Magomed throws a knee that clips him. I think it got him right in the uh, temple area. I, I actually listened mm. to the interview he had on the uh, Ariel Helwani show and um, the doctor comes in and like asks him some questions. And uh, let me ask you this. So his, so the doctor goes up to him and he says, do you know where you are? And Johnny Walker gives the answer. I'm in the desert, man. Would you take that? Yes, because he's of not course, wrong. dude. <laughs> but it's also like, and then you know, like you know, look, I shit on Dana White all the time, but Dana White is correct. I think here when he pointed out, you know, there might have been a language issue because yeah. you know Johnny Walker is Brazilian. You know, he speaks English, but you're in the middle of a fight. You're highly adrenalized. You just got clipped in the head, and you're like one of your 
questions to see if the guy continues like asking you do you know where you are like Like, if he said i'm in the cage like (laughs) like, that should be an acceptable answer too yeah and you know like technically yaz yaz west in the united arab emirates is kind of in the desert desert. so like so that it's a terrible question to ask what the fuck was that doctor thinking there's gotta be better what would be an appropriate question though is it like Hey, What's how many your fingers? Name? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. What's your What's name? What's your fucking name? <laughs> What's your coach's name? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. where are you? Like, what's the capital of Saudi Arabia? <laughs> what's the ca- <laughs> if if a train is leaving Yas West at 20 miles per hour and there's an opposing train coming flying from or opposing like airplane flying from Riyadh, Riyadh <laughs> at 300 miles per hour. Like how many minutes does it take for those two to meet? Oh <laughs> that doctor God. is asking some fucked up questions. I mean, it's just like poor Johnny Walker, man. Johnny Walker uh, even said that he was supposed to at least get his five minutes, you know, before he See, got I don't even approach. know if that's really part of the rules, though, when it's Where, over from there a, a, from from it. Well, if it's an illegal knee to the head, I don't know if that's the rule. I know if it's an a groin strike, it's supposed to be five minutes. And I think also if it's supposed to be an, like an eye poke, I think you're supposed to get like five minutes. I don't know what the off the top of my head. I don't know what the rule is if if you're how much time you're allowed to if you're allowed that you're supposed to be given from an illegal strike to the head on a grounded opponent. So I don't even know. Would you rather um, get would you rather get kneed in the face on the floor or kicked in the nuts full blast? Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God, Sean. That is a hell of a uh, I don't dude. know. Oh my the pain. See, if you get getting a hit in the head, you might get just clean knocked out. So that's I'd rather easy. take the knee. But then that's the CTE that you're yeah. but then the knee be getting blasted in the balls with a kick the and pain from that you might want to die yeah, like yeah, the seriously. knee to the head might actually kill you yeah but then but the getting blasted in the groin you might actually want to yeah, die from that. Die. <laughs> jesus christ there is no good answer to that john i don't know i'm wondering if the dude you know the, the guy that got kicked in the nuts i wonder if one of his nuts victor henry i wonder if one of his nuts was hanging maybe on the ridge line of the hard part of the cup and then once he caught the oh. kick I wonder if it split his shit, you know? Oh, like, and the cup, like, went, the edge of the cup, like, right, right yeah, 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 to the yeah. testicle. Exactly. Oh, my God. I think that's probably what happened because, dude, you've seen people take kicks to the nuts, and I'll, yes. I'll admit, you know, Javid's shot, it was full blast, and I've seen people take kicks like that, but I'm wondering if, you know, maybe he's got some, you know, Victor Henry got some big balls, and they're just, like, <laughs> just overlapping. Into any cups. <laughs> And, you know, maybe he got one of those fucking shitty, like, I don't know, like those diamond cups. I think the diamond cups are actually pretty good. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. Or, dude, like, you know, this is a great topic. Guys, hit us up on our social media. Which would you rather take? Like, a, a full-on knee to your head while you're grounded or a full-on, like, kick to the balls that could pretend that, yeah. that has that cup breaking power and you feel all like like which would you rather have hit us up and there's no wrong answers obviously i think the whole premise is just wrong but there's no wrong answers to that question it says we're on a a gross topic 
How about uh, Victoria Dudakova admitting that she had a staff boil on her ass during the fight and it actually oh burst? Oh my God. It, and she and still fought with that against Jin Yu Fry and it burst. He said her ass was bloody, right? Yeah. Ugh. That means everyone there has staff. <laughs> but can I, can I make a point that this is an, I think another example of how bad the pay structure is where she feels like yeah, with a staph infection on her ass, she still feels like she had to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that like a sad commentary on like their lives? That's like your ass is bleeding. You have a bleeding fucking open sore ass. Ugh. And you feel like you still have to fight through that. And if you're Jinyu Jinyu Fry, her opponent, aren't you fucking Sewer. furious about <laughs> that? Yeah, I would be furious. There was some grappling exchanges too, man, and her face Bro, rubbed, in, rubbed into her fucking backside, or some Ooh. of them fluids could have gotten on their fucking. Ugh. And what kind of bullshit medical pre-fight medical thing that, that doesn't catch? I guess I um, I mean I've seen like doctors check your pre-fight. I guess they don't look at your ass. Uh, <laughs> shit. I mean, maybe they should from now on. Should they be fucking looking at your ass and your genitals and your fucking armpits and make yeah, sure yeah. you're not hiding some goddamn. Maybe, maybe now they're going to make sure that, that. Maybe they're going to make that sure that. Transmitted through the skin. Maybe they're going to make sure that your balls fit inside your cup now. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of new shit that might be coming out just because of the, the shit that went down on UFC 294 show. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Uh, were there any other fights on this card that caught your eye besides the yeah. bleeding ass, the broken testicles, and the illegal knee today? <laughs> yeah, mind you, and also there was three three people total that lied about not having staff that day or that night. Uh, what about the oh Shara Magomedov God. versus Bruno Silva? You know, Shara Magomedov, one one of two one-eyed fighters in the UFC, and uh, <laughs> did you see his kicks, though? <laughs> oh, no, I missed it. Dude, get, get this that was fight one of the prelim watch. fights, so yeah. I missed it. His kicks are actually, I'd be right up your alley. And um, spin, spin, spin to win. You know what he also did was uh, he was on his, you know, the seated guard, and his opponent, Bruno Silva, was standing up, uh, towering over him. And I think Sharon Sh- uh, Magomedov did kind of like a, almost like a rolling thunder towards him. And it was mm-hmm. pretty damn cool. This uh, um Shara Magomedov though came in w- to the UFC with a lot of hype because of his very uh, unorthodox, like really and really kind of exciting kickboxing style. Yeah. Um, but he, but some people say that he kind of struggled against Bruno Silva's Grappling. wrestling. Yeah. And that Magomedov needs to kind of fix up his wrestling. Am I am I calling this wrong, Sean? Like a uh, um. I don't know. Like people say he has a future, but there's some questions whether or not he's like the future middleweight star. Well, his last name is Magomedov. So that automatically gives him uh, a thousand power (laughs) towards his grappling. (laughs) But um, But he's not naturally a grappler. But you're right though. He looked like shit on the floor, but you know what? He was winning the ground (laughs) exchanges with his elbows. Did you see some of the elbows he was throwing from the ground? Oh my God. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete, it wasn't a complete. That's how you're supposed (laughs) to be on the ground on the, when you're on your back. 
All right. Hey, let's um let's talk real quick about uh last week's one Friday fights. Dude, fights. Um all of them um, good fights. His one championship, mostly Muay Thai. But this is the weekly episode of me trying to pronounce some of the names of these um <laughs> MMA fighters from other countries. You ready for this? I'll give it a try. So flyweight MMA, the winner from uh, Armenia by uh, round one submission was Morris Boleyan. And he fought a fighter from Mongolia. And his name is, <clears throat> get ready guys, Gantogtok Baatarch Chuluin. Oh, Ooh, wow. man. Oh, I think I did that right. Dude, those Mongolian oh, names, man. Fuck. Those Mongolian are, are lovely. Uh, bantamweight MMA uh, from the Philippines. He has a great name. His name is Carlo. Uh, his last <laughs> name is Bumina Ang. Uh, he won by a split decision. Dude, he did good too. Against uh, Russia's Denis Adreev. And at a catchweight of 130 pounds at MMA from Australia and by way of Kenya, um, Percival Umo Mwambi fought from Uzbekistan uh, Komron Beck Ortikov. Woo! And Ortikov won Fuck. a unanimous decision uh, through three rounds. And I don't think I did too bad this week with some of these names. No, you're doing I really good, so man. Myself. <laughs> dude, what about fucking Kyle and Clyde? Guys, dude? make sure. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah, good man. So, part. guys, check out these. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Um, also, this Friday, guys, is a is one Friday Fights 38, also at Lumpini Boxing Stadium. Uh, it's headlined by Muay Thai. And for those of you who love MMA, they've got two MMA fights uh, at Bantamweight from uh, the Philippines by way of New Zealand. Mark Abelardo versus China's, <clears throat> here's my attempt at this name, Ayidang Jumai. Ooh, I hope I did that right. And in flyweight MMA, Philippines, Fritz Biagtan will be fighting India's Deepak Bardwash. Wow. Hope I did that right. Sorry, don't kick my ass if I didn't do it right, guys. So that's this uh, uh, Friday, one Friday fights, 38. Uh, Sean, I know you want to cover this real fast. Um, this week, there's no big MMA, other big MMA fights happening this weekend, but a big event oh. happening in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, heavyweight boxing fight between heavyweight champion Tyson Fury fighting UFC, former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, Francis Ngannou in a heavyweight fight. Who do you got for this one? Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's going to be interesting. I'm going to say it's going to be interesting. And I'm going to say. Is it really going to be interesting, Sean? Is it really an MMA fighter is fighting the boxing champion? (laughs) I think so. I think it's going to be a pretty cool spectacle. Also, I hear Ronaldo is going to be there. If that's not true, hopefully it's true. I hear Ronaldo is going to be there. Um, (laughs) uh, Dude, for the Riyadh Fest, uh, Riyadh uh, uh, Fest. Of all, they're inviting a bunch of celebs to this event. Yeah, so um, it's going to be so, a fucking. I mean, Ronaldo might be there. Yeah. Well, he's remember he's <laughs> he's playing out there in Saudi Arabia now, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, but I, I'm going to go. So with, does Francis Ngannou see the end, or does Tyson Fury carry him for a little bit before he puts him away? I think he sees the end. 
I'm going to say that it goes the distance okay. and it's going to be a beat down though. But I think what's going to happen is uh, Francis is going to prove maybe at heavyweight, this is, it's not like, and you know, there's two guys here that are kind of sort of in their prime, I guess, going against each other rather than, you know, the circus fights that we've been seeing with like the boxers and the MMA fighters. So this is going to be, I think a lot more polished and a lot more, um, a lot more value to, to, rather than some of the Jake Paul stuff. So I'm actually, it'll look excited. like a real boxing fight. You agreed. Think? Yeah. And, and it is a real boxing fight. It's not an exhibition. Right. You know, it's a real mm-hmm. sanctioned fight and it's against a real boxer versus a, I don't know if you'd call Engano a real MMA fighter, but you know, as, as much as he's a real MMA striker, there you go. <laughs> there you go. What do you think? So do you, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? I think it'll be curious to see if Tyson Fury could deprogram Francis Ngannou's MMA style striking. Oh, that's a which good can point. Can be a little bit awkward, but also Tyson Fury is also an awkward boxer himself, and he's fought other off awkward heavyweight boxers that are real boxers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Wilder comes to mind. Wilder's not really a boxer; he's a fucking devastating puncher. And I would say Ngannou's more of a puncher in that in that style. Yeah. So. It's not like Fury hasn't seen something like that. So it'll be interesting. It, I, I'm not going to tune and watch because I just think Fury is just going to smoke him. But uh, but uh, in Saudi Arabia's attempt to sports wash its reputation, they are putting a ton of money into this event. So it'll, we'll see. We'll how much, see how, how it much unfolds. do you think, how much you know, do you think the food box. is going to be over there, dude? How much what? The food is. How much do you think the food and the drinks are at that event? Oh, d- dude, I I don't know, but I, you know, I, you know what? I'm willing to bet <laughs> at some of these events, <laughs> like at the, they might comp the food. No. Oh, because you're paying so you know, much. Just, you're, they're paying so much. It was so I think some of these big name celebrities probably don't even have to pay for anything just to be there. I know, right? Fuck. You know what I'm that, saying? That's a huge point. I mean, I'm, I, look, I'm, I might be talking out my ass, but I, but Saudi Arabia is putting a ton of money into this event. Uh, so, so we'll see. We'll see. You guys, think, just real yeah. quick in other, in other boxing news this weekend in terms of real boxing, <laughs> Friday, <laughs> the WBO interim junior flyweight title will be fought between Rene Santiago and Kevin Vivas. That'll be in Nicaragua. And the undisputed featherweight title will be fought for in Orlando, Florida between Amanda Serrano yeah. and Dalina, Daniela Ramos, okay? And if for those of you guys who are more into the grappling thing, I got you covered. This weekend will be the Toro Cup 27 in Durham, North Carolina. There's also a Fight to Win 239 and a Sogi Event Fright Night Lightweights also this weekend. So that'll be, you can see that on Flow Grappling for those of you guys who subscribe. So we got nice. you covered there. What's the rest of your week looking like, Sean? Uh, so we're just going to do our move. Nice moving shit. Yeah, we're just going to be moving. Oh, it's my son's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday to my boy, Darius. He turns seven tomorrow. Hey, how old is he turning? Uh, he's going to be seven. <laughs> and, seven. Uh, Time to get a job, yo. Yeah, he's probably got some pubic <laughs> hair already. So I don't care. But uh, yeah, so shout out. Happy birthday to my son, Darius. Uh, you're a good boy. So stay happy good. Happy birthday, Darius. Uh, other than stay that, good. we're just going to be moving. Stay, stay choking fools in jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. And then next week is Halloween. Can't wait. Oh, oh, yeah. You got your costume ready? What are you going to be? I am going to be 
Vegeta. Oh shit! Son. My favorite. You my got the wig character. and everything. I opted not to wig. get the wig. I opted, I opted not to get the wig. Ooh, so were you just gonna brush your hair up, just or brush you just my hair dress? Up. Yeah, my oh, hair's kind of long shit, enough. Son. We'll see. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Okay. <laughs> what so are you, you gonna be? The, you got the science space. I'm gonna be Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. What's that? So it's an anime. Oh, nice. So uh, the, all you fellow nerds and weebs and geeks, are you gonna go out? About. Uh, so that night, Halloween night, uh, Golden Pizza Muay Thai are hosting our annual uh, costume training and sparring party. Nice. Um, so whether I go out later that night, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. are you going to go out like on, on the weekend? Because you oh, know, when, week, you know, usually people go out the weekend before Halloween, right? That is a good point, Sean. Hey, guys, if you know of any cool Halloween parties going on this weekend, hit me up on yeah, Hopkey yeah, One yeah. on Instagram. I, we have I'm, no kids. I'm out of the loop. Let, let me know. Let me know. I'm willing to go out, show off my, my costume. Nice, dude. The one time I could be good looking and under a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else going on for you this weekend, man? No, nah, man. Just training, coaching, trying to keep it together, keep making sure my body doesn't fall apart against these young kids. Nice, dude. <laughs> Well, I guess that's going to do it for us, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe the podcast. Don't forget to share it as well. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore and yours, Carlo. Hopkey one on Instagram. Don't forget that we do have merch, guys. So there's a link to our merch in the description. And don't forget to check out Magala Jiu-Jitsu out there in San Francisco. Uh, Fight Culture in Daily City. Omni Movement in Hercules and FTCC in Las Vegas. I'm over at Hapkido USA in San Francisco. We are also with our Golden uh, Golden Pizza Muay Thai team and our Cojaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu team. Also shout out to our friends and fam over at Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland and check out Sama Martial Arts in Pinole. Hey, don't forget to uh, place your bets on uh, DraftKings or discount code. I'm just kidding. We don't have that shit yet. <laughs> we have but, no discount uh, code. Sorry, y'all. We're dreaming. That's all your uh, money you're going to lose, not ours. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, you know who we're picking. MMA for life. <laughs> oh, no. no I know, okay, right? It's got to be. I'm like, that shit. It's a boxing fight, guys. Yeah. <laughs> take care, guys. Be safe. If you're going Jeez. out tonight, if you're, sorry, if you're going out this weekend, try take an Uber. Yeah, please. Okay. Be safe out there. Peace, guys. Don't drink mm. and do some cocaine. <laughs> okay. Take care, guys. <laughs> Peace.